Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How is it going? It's going good, how's it going with you? Going good, going good. Had a had a good day. Almost forgot for a second how to do my own intro, but we got past that, so that's fine. Um, uh, what you been uh, playing? I've been kind of bouncing all over the place a lot. Um, there's a... Here in the States, it's uh, Black Friday, which is a term used for the Friday after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving being uh, this coming up Thursday, where everything goes on sale, everybody loses their damn mind, and you spend a crap ton of money. Uh, well, I've already done that because of you know the global supply chain issues. A lot of the stores have been doing sales early, so they did an early Black Friday sale for the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, 55% off on all platforms on Amazon. Uh, so I bought that, been playing a bit of that. Another early Black Friday was um, PC components, and I've been meaning to upgrade my RAM for a bit. And so now that's getting ready to be done. I'm going to, I have, uh, Thanksgiving's a holiday, so that's going to be off. So I'm going to redo my uh, um, PC setup here in a bit and then get back into some of the games that were running okay, but not really great with my uh, current setup. So I'm going to try to throw more RAM into it. See if that helps. Um, got back into Grounded a little bit because they had a big update come out a couple weeks ago. So I, I checked that out. A lot of new stuff. Um, it's still basically the same game. Uh, it just has more build things in it. So we'll just have to see where that goes from there. Um, other than that, I've been traveling a lot, as people know. My job requires travel, so haven't had a whole lot of time. But that does cover quite a bit of it. Okay, cool. Cool. So what have you enjoyed most out of what you've played there? Uh, I like Grounded because it, it's a very fun game in the sense that it doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, like you're this kid that gets shrunk down into miniature size and you got to survive in your backyard. Um, but then like you go to drink water and you just start making you know yuck noises because you're drinking water. Um, things like that. It's kind of goofy but also kind of fun. So Cool, cool good um yeah that game didn't quite sort of click with me but it's one that i could give another chance to um like i i I liked the game but i couldn't work out sort of i guess what i was supposed to do or i I couldn't sort of find anything so yeah world building games you gotta kind of it does have a story and a plot it doesn't really give you a whole lot of direction in that sense um but world building games you gotta have that side of your brain to where you make your own fun by making this giant tower or making this giant structure or having this awesome zipline roller coaster ride kind of looking thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, cool. So uh, I haven't played that much. Uh, I've mainly watched a lot of stuff. I finished like Sex Education season three um, and and some other, other shows as well. Started a one called uh, The Shrink Next Door on Apple TV. Um, which I did men- I mentioned both of them on this week's Geek Town, which you can listen to as well. Um, I did jump into a game called Star Wars. How was it called? Je- Jedi Academy One and Two. They got released as uh, basically ports on uh, the current gen systems or the previous gen systems, I guess as well. Um, and I watched a bit of gameplay for it, and you know, it's a Star Wars game. I've been asking for more Star Wars games, so it is another one. Um, and I played it, and it's called. There's one called uh, Star Wars Jedi Academy One, 
and then there's the the sequel game as as well which i think is called jedi academy 2 so i tried those out uh awful awful games um i didn't even bother to try the second one because i looked up gameplay for the second one to see if it was any different and it kind of was but it kind of looks like the same janky stuff and uh yeah like the opening 10 minutes to that first game is like really rough um almost to the level of like like a uh mass effect one sort of thing um obviously pre uh remastered but this is the thing i'm talking about before when i've mentioned you know game preservation and that kind of stuff there are certain games in the past that you could simply just port to the newest consoles and there are other games that are just simply either too old or too rough or the gameplay is too outdated or the voice lines sound terrible or a, a number of those problems. Those games need to be remastered if you're going to preserve them. Um, and you know that there's a certain amount of like some people who enjoy some of those games. You might have like the nostalgic factor. Obviously I didn't for this because I've never played this game before. But um, you, you can certainly put that in, but that only applies to a particular audience, which is the audience that grew up on those games or are nostalgic for them. Uh, and that isn't just a one particular game series; it's you know for, for any games that are particularly old. But that that game is certainly one that needs a, a remaster. You can't you can't get away with just porting everything. Uh, to, to the newest um, system. Some games you can kind of get away with it. But some games are just really rough. And that's particularly kind of rough. Um, like like the, the, the way the cinematics are displayed. The way the cutscenes looked. The gameplay itself. Uh, it, just, it was really quite bad. <laughs> so, um, Have you seen or played either of those two games at all? Yeah, but I played them back in the day, so it wasn't really a thing back then. But I do get what you say. All you have to do is look at any retro streamer. Uh, Trista's been doing um, Tomb Raider, the first one, the original uh-huh. PC one. And it's obvious that game does not hold up well, but no game from that age is going to hold up well. I mean, outside of the nostalgia factor, going back to the 8-bit area with some of the NES and uh, Atari games, you know, technology moves along, and it's one of those things that it just is what it is, so. Yeah, yeah, no, I get what you mean. I'd, I'd argue that Tomb Raider does hold up fairly well. Um, I do think graphically, obviously, it suffers a bit, but then I've mentioned before I don't particularly care about that. Um, but I think with, t- with Tomb Raider, it's a degree of once you get used to the jumping controls, you're probably going to be okay. Like, you'll you'll struggle with certain parts because the controls are supposed to be challenging that's that's the thing i think some people mix up about the old tomb raider games is the jumping controls aren't bad they're supposed to be kind of challenging at at, at certain points it's like yeah okay your jump should have gone better than what it did but there's supposed to be a certain challenge element to that as well which the newer games, like the the Uncharted-esque Tomb Raider games, completely took away all of that, and it just turned into an action blockbuster instead of this like survival game. But um, it it depends on the game. It's not even a particular like decade of games or a particular um era of games. It's just certain particular games that just 
the controls and other things just kind of hold those games back but yeah if you were to get me to go back to that jedi academy game you'd need to remaster like the whole thing because it was uh particularly bad uh so i played that um played a bit more cod that's been kind of fun i've tried some different weapons um i've tried to sort of change some of my weapons a little bit i went back to the ak-47 which i don't like doing because now this isn't like me saying this about other players but this is how i feel is for me to use the ak-47 just because it's the most powerful gun on the game when i do that and when i'm doing well it feels almost lazy if that makes sense because it's sort it it, using the ak-47 and making that gun really good stops it from feeling like a challenge and obviously you'll have people that will like cheat and camp and use riot shields and all that sort of nonsense uh they'll do what they're gonna do um but one of the things i wanted to try and do recently um i had a look at pretty much all of the assault rifles on the game and i wanted to get the most um the gun as powerful and as steady as possible so i was trying to take away from things like movement speed aim down sight speed and just deal with that myself um the main thing i was trying to do was try to use assault rifles at a longer distance and in order for you to do that better you need to have recoil control and like aiming stability and those sorts of things on your gun because otherwise once you're starting to pick off a target from distance your gun is just going to not be able to kind of handle it so uh it's a bit of a difficult balancing process because you because whenever you for those of you who don't know whenever you're like putting a class together on call of duty uh or cod i suppose i should say um, when you're putting attachments onto your gun, it says you'll have more of this but less of this. So you're always sacrificing something to gain something. So for example, if you go for like more aim down sight speed, you'll lose like aiming stability. But then if you go for more aiming stability, you'll lose movement speed because you can't have like a just completely perfect gun that has nothing wrong with it. Um, so yeah, it's it's just about kind of the the balancing act with that. So. Um, it was quite fun. I got, I got, I've got loads of kills with my AK-47. I had like 16 in one game, um, and the the average amount of kills you would get for a cyber attack game for the whole game is about five, maybe. Um, if you're having a bad game, like one or two. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was that was a pretty pretty good kind of experiment with, and everything. So. Um, it's just it's crazy how uh, no this this doesn't apply to every player, but players that try to just be offensive and try to like it, it it's quite i guess i shouldn't be surprised by it but how like casually racist certain people are um yeah it's it's uh i don't know i shouldn't be surprised by it anymore because it's kind of a unfortunately a part of everyday life but it's uh it's quite it's quite stunning sometimes um but yeah that was uh interesting as well uh there's a new gun i tried to use forgotten what it's called but anyway that's pretty much my time with cod but i haven't really played anything new per se i'm waiting to be sent my next game um i'm trying to get um kenya bridge of bridge of spirits next but i haven't been uh been sent it yet so uh the other thing i've very briefly just as today jumped back to um i'm gonna try and go for the 100 completion on crash bandicoot 4 which is going to be a bit of a mission because it's very difficult to do uh, but I finished one of the levels that I was doing today. Completely finished it. Um, the only kind of extra challenge with that is there's a lot of boxes and a lot of levels. 
and some of them are a bit too hidden and you also have to if you want to go for 100% completion you also have to go for um do the inverted mode which like flips the game like sideways or whatever well, not sideways. It, it it inverts the game, and then it makes the whole thing blue. So it's kind of strange. Um, everything's kind of in the same spot, but obviously it's all flipped. So I I try to do that on a few levels. Um, but the things you got to do is get all the boxes, complete the level. You don't have to do all this in one go. There's like separate requirements, but you can do them all as you pick and choose. Uh, one of them is to complete the levels without dying more than three times. One is to get the hidden gem, and what's the other thing that you've got to do? I can't remember. Those are like the main things, obviously. But uh, I'll see how that goes. But it's uh, it, it's pretty fun, you know. Back with Crash and all that. That's been that's been pretty good. But I'm kind of doing that until I get sent whatever game I'm gonna get next. So uh, over on the other side of things, uh, continue with my Pez Coach mode. Been streaming that um, Thursdays 11:45. Was you in the second stream? I can't. I think you jumped in for a little bit, didn't you? For a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, jumped in for a little bit. Uh, Barbara's been in there as well, who's a big, um, been a very, very big support supporter of uh, Entertainment Talk. So big shout out to her as well. Um, but uh, that's been pretty good. I tried to, one of the main big things I kind of discovered in the last stream was changing from, from a formation to a flexible formation, which basically means that the players move around a bit more. So I'm going to try that again in some future streams. So because you can't always try the same thing in football. You have to like change things up. So that's pretty much everything I've been up to for gaming. Just waiting to be kind of sent my uh, my next thing. So there we go. Uh, all right. Let's take, uh, blah, let's take a quick break and do some housekeeping. And then we'll jump into some uh, very fun news actually. So we'll see you for all that in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or 
film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, speaking of football, uh, as of a few hours ago there was another Manchester United game. We beat Villarreal by two goals to nil, Jadon Sancho getting his first goal for Manchester United, which is very, very good. And of course, Ronaldo scored again because that's just what Ronaldo does. Uh, That was Michael Carrick's first game in charge. The manager uh, called Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has now been sacked, which I will talk about in another episode in a second. But that was very good. That means that Manchester United are through to the knockout rounds. Of the Champions League, which is good. No, no Europa League football this season, which is good. Uh, speaking of the other episode, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was sacked on uh, Saturday night um, after a 4-1 defeat to Watford. Just wasn't quite working out. You know, very, very nice guy. No, certainly nothing wrong with the guy. Very humble and all that sort of thing. Um, you know, no, no problems there. But just wasn't quite doing what he needed to do for his job. And, you know, in football you can get sacked for, for doing those things. And we're moving on from there. Uh, so at the moment, it's Michael Carrick in charge. He is actually the assistant manager because apparently we haven't figured out who the new manager is going to be because the club is so slow at doing those sorts of things. So uh, we'll have an update later when they appoint a permanent manager, whoever that's going to be. So there was that. Uh, I did a review. If you're, you're wondering why I didn't mention Metroid Dread. Uh, did I mention I finished that in the last episode? No, I wouldn't have. No. Because uh, my review says here the 20th and it's the 23rd today. So, uh, yes, I finished Metroid Dread, which is why I didn't mention it a minute ago. Gave that a must-play review. That's obviously on the Nintendo Switch. And it was really, really good. So I talked about what I thought of the game. Uh, over on the other the other United cast episodes, there's been a lot going on. Which was the 4-1 defeat away to Watford. Um, so that was not very good. But, of course, that was only Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's. Uh, last game in charge so we move on from there um speaking of battlefield 2042 i did a podcast called battle 40 battlefield 2042 is a disaster i'd seen lots of different things about the game uh watched like an angry joe video i watched an episode from big fry tv and i wanted to talk about how bad this game has has been for lots and lots of people turns out i found out even more about the game yesterday because i watched uh i think his name is yong yi i've mentioned him before i watched some of his videos and Mm -hmm. the game is even worse than what i described on that podcast because boy is there a lot of things missing from that game so um do you watch any of those three people big fry angry joe and uh yong yi uh no, but I have I do have a couple people that I watch on the regular that tried playing it and it is a, a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. That's uh that's one way to put it. Yeah. So yeah, but I uh, talked about that as well. So you can go check out that episode. Uh, Walking Dead World Beyond still continuing. We're going to be covering season two, episode eight tomorrow. But we covered season two, episode seven. Last week, uh did another United Cast episode, which was called uh, Ronaldo was a PR signings, looking at the business slash Glazers side of things and the social media engagement side of things. Uh, David sent me an email that he'd been sent regarding some social media data and information, so I took a look at that. Uh, if you're wondering where my Star Trek Discovery podcast is from last Friday, 
last week on Friday, uh, we didn't get the new episode. Uh, two days before it was supposed to premiere on Netflix, uh, Paramount Plus had pulled the season from Netflix. The whole show is actually gone on Netflix, even the first three seasons. Uh, Paramount Plus is going to be launching early next year for the UK, and that's where when we're going to get season four. So I did the podcast talking about that particular situation. A um, couple of other quick things as well. Uh, last week on Gaming Talk, we talked about the Game Awards, Call of Duty Vanguard, and Spider-Man joining the Avengers game. Uh, did a Good Girls finale spoiler talk episode for that TV show, which has ended after four seasons as well. And that's that's what we've been doing on EntertainmentTalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into some news. Alright, so uh, as the rumours were true from a few weeks ago, uh, a game called Multiverses is real. And it's essentially a Warner Brothers, um, Smash Brothers style, you know, brawler sort of fighting, 2D platform kind of fighting game. It's real, it was announced in a video, and things are looking very, very good. There was a video done by somebody on, I think, the the, uh, DC YouTube channel or something. To talk about the game, announce it. They they showed a various uh, bit different bits of uh, gameplay. Uh, it's going to be a free to play game. I think launching next year. You can sign up for like play test thing at the moment. But um, yeah, it's a Smash Brothers style, not just DC but Warner Brothers fighting game. So that opens up the, a door to quite a variety of uh, different characters. Uh, they said it's going to be uh, dedicated servers. They're going to be adding characters and different events and tournaments and that sort of thing. Uh, obviously, you've got certain stages, like I think they showed off the um, what was like the Batcave stage as well. Uh, just a list of a few characters, uh, two of which they didn't mention that are in this list, which is Gandalf and Rick. So that's Rick from uh, Rick and Morty, which is the Adult Swim show. So the list that we've got at the moment of confirmed characters, and they said that they're going to add some later. You got Gandalf, Superman, Batman, Tom and Jerry, which are obviously they are together. Uh, Bugs Bunny, Wonder Woman, Shaggy, Harley Quinn, Finn the Human, Jake the Dog, Arya Stark, St- uh, Steven Universe, Garnet, who I think is a new character actually, Rick, and then Rain Dog, who I think is also possibly a new character. Uh, cool. This was kind of what I asked for. Um, this is kind of, you know, I've asked for more DC games. This is even expanded past that because it's, you know, Warner Brothers and you've got Game of Thrones, you've got Lord of the Rings, you've got Looney Tunes, you've got Scooby-Doo, you've got Rick and Morty in here. Uh, lots of different things going for it. Um, I'm very excited by the idea of this. Uh, Robert, what did you think of this uh, announcement? I saw a bit of the uh, announcement video. I think animation-wise... It looks okay. It's a little different than what you might expect from a game like this. Mm-hmm. But when you have so many clashing styles between Scooby-Doo, Batman, Game of Thrones, and uh, you know Rick and Morty, it's they got to pick one style and go with it. I do find it absolutely hilarious that the uh, Shaggy being the ultimate warrior <laughs> meme has come back and even stronger than ever. Um, 
So that's endless amounts of fun for me on a personal level. I, I don't know if I'll play this because I'm not a big, you know, kind of group beat em up fan, with the exception beating of if everybody's in the room and you're all there, you know, smack talking and trash talking and whatnot and having that kind of camaraderie fun, then those games are a blast. When it's just endless online, um, it's not that much fun for me personally. So I think that's going to be a very situational kind of a thing. But uh, as a guy I know likes to say, situations are situational. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm all in on this game. I think in terms of you know Smash Brothers, Nickelodeon, Brawl, All-Star, whatever it was called, uh, this is going to be one that I'm certainly going to be jumping in on. Um, I do think the, the decision to make this like multiverse game and have it be a Warner Brothers one and not just a DC one is a really smart decision because then you can include other Game of Thrones characters. Heck, you could have one of the dragons that you play as in, in, uh, in this game. Uh, obviously, all the DC characters, there's what, one, two, three, four... Uh, four DC characters listed here. You've got a Game of Thrones character. You've got a Lord of the Rings character. Um, yeah, and yeah, the, the the Super Saiyan Shaggy thing is is quite funny actually as well. That was uh that was pretty good. But yeah, they showed some different abilities. Um, you can, if you're in teams, they showed that you could like use Wonder Woman's Lasso of Truth, and you can kind of like pull people with that, I suppose, which is which is great, but. Uh, there's a lot of personality going for this game as well. Like with with quite sort of um, comedic characters as well. People like Tom and Jerry, Bugs Bunny, and Harley Quinn. Like that's that's very very cool. One also really really big thing about this game. And now this might seem like a small thing to certain people. This game's gonna have voice acting in it, and it's gonna have people like Kevin Conroy. As uh, Batman, who's obviously he's done like the the voice of Batman for years and years now, uh, for like the animated things, and I uh, did the Arkham games as well, didn't he? I'm pretty sure. Uh, Kevin Conroy, so that's a pretty that's a obviously like perfect voice for that. I did see that Matthew is it Illiard Lilliard, um, he's going to be doing the voice of Lillard. Shaggy. Lillard, yeah, he's going to be doing the voice of Shaggy. He was in uh, you know, you know the show I mentioned a minute ago, Good Girls. He was uh, in that as well. We well, also played Shaggy in the two uh, live action movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that makes that makes a lot of sense as well. Um, I didn't see any other voice cast particularly announced. I think the the woman who's voiced Harley Quinn before is going to be in there as well. Obviously, for the uh, HBO Max show, you got Kaylee Koku doing that voice. I don't think it's her. I think it's somebody else. Um. But no, that, that's 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 a really important thing in terms of the personality of this game. Because as I mentioned, I think it was on last week's episode, when I tried some of uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, and the game was just soulless. Like, there was no uh, voice acting or anything. There was no kind of... There wasn't much music. There was sort of just the noises of you hitting the other the, the other team... And I did see a lot of comments after this game was announced coming out with like this is this is what Nickelodeon All Star Brawl should have been. Um I mean in terms of like the variety of characters as well, they didn't even have all the Ninja Turtles in that game. Like it's it's things like that where the, the Nickelodeon All Star Brawl thing went wrong, I think as well. Uh 
yeah and plus they didn't i don't think they've got plans to like add to that game and i think that game's probably just going to die off anyway which is a shame um but that's what you want you want kind of these big brands to come out and do this so that it's not just like just a marvel game or just a dc game so that you've got like a whole company basically doing these games because like nickelodeon have got loads of characters warner brothers have got loads of characters obviously with like nintendo yes that is like as one platform but obviously nintendo have got like mario and zelda and donkey kong and all, all these other characters and they've added through their uh seasonal pass kind of things so uh is there anybody particular any warner brothers character you'd you'd be interested to see uh, uh added to this added to this bunch yeah pretty much any character from animaniacs i mean that was well not an not an animation i grew up on but it premiered in my college years so it would in i don't know how it works in the uk but in america your college years your schedule is all over the place your first class might be 8 a.m. one day. It might be 3 p.m. the next day. You never really know when you're going to sleep or waking up. And, and the only real stable thing you get in your life is you find one or two shows, and that's kind of what you watch. And Animaniacs came out right when I started university, and so I remember all that stuff. Plus, mm-hmm. since it is voice acted, you can have a ton of fun with the dialogue of those characters. Yeah, certainly. So... um. I don't know, there's so many characters that you could add. I mean, uh, I think of like Warner Brothers films, Warner Brothers TV, there's the Adult Swim things as well. There's, uh, I think Samurai Jack qualifies in that. He'd be he'd be great to, to add to this. I mean, obviously any DC character would be, would be great to add. Like if you think of Flash or Aquaman or Green Arrow, Green Lantern, any of those characters would fit. Um... Scooby-Doo himself would be kind of fun and interesting. I mean, obviously, you got Shaggy in there already, so it makes sense to have those two. Um, but, yeah, there's there's a lot of cool characters that could be added to this, which would be great. So, um, I don't know. I just I think it... Um, yeah, I could imagine a team-up of... Like, I, I don't know which team-up exactly, but let's say you had, like, Tom and Jerry, Bugs Bunny, Rick, and Harley and Quinn in like a 2v2 that would be kind of cool so but yeah i i just think this game's got a lot of really good things going for it. it's it got voice acting it's got personality it's got interesting animations a whole wild bunch of interesting characters uh obviously you could add harry potter characters as well i'm i'm pretty sure because that's uh warner brothers thing so you could add harry potter himself you could add voldemort dumbledore you could have you could have dumbledore versus gandalf that would be kind of fun so uh yeah lots and lots of possibilities which i think is going to be great so i i don't think because even though the nickelodeon stuff is like yeah there's a bunch of characters in here with personalities like obviously you've got the the ninja turtles themselves um there's a lot of personality already in this game like from the trailer and and everything that we saw so it should be very very good i'm uh i've got my hopes high for for this one which might be a bad idea but um it could be good. So, anyway, that's called Multiverses. Um, sorry, M- Multiverses. Uh, what do you think of the name itself? Do you think that makes sense? Uh, I think it's, in. I think it's meant to be kind of a little, you know, playful, and cheek, not too serious kind of a thing. So. Hmm. Yeah. I also think it leans into like you know when you got the multiverse of DC and multiverse of Marvel. I think it's supposed to kind of lean into that a bit as well. Because you've got like, 
literally literally different universes of characters coming together like game of thrones looney tunes scooby-doo tom and jerry dc so i think it's i think it's kind of leaning on that a little bit as well which is kind of cool so yeah that's multiverses we'll find out more later um and it'd be interesting as well you know how how we've kind of reported on which characters are getting added to smash brothers like obviously sora was the last one uh it'll be interesting when we go along and we hear like hey this warner brothers character has been added this one's been added and um we shall see because i'm i mean because yeah you got this as a, as a free-to-play game um i'm going to assume the uh microtransactions are going to be probably for the costumes like different skin like maybe the shaggy different skin or like a different costume for batman that's a fine way to do that what you don't want to do is like pay to win scenarios and stuff so let's hope that that side of the game is uh is managed well so uh anyway let's move on from that talk about uh kojima the weird and wonderful kojima in the best way uh kojima productions of course his production company is going to be expanding into TV shows, films, and music. They already do video games. They've already done uh, Death Stranding, which came out a few years ago. Uh, yeah, this was kind of talked about before. This was talked about um, after Death Stranding came out, and Kojima said that he kind of had an interest in working on the films. Uh, obviously, you could switch the media a little bit, and you can do TV shows. And uh, music might be kind of cool from them. So... Um, I mean, Kojima games have always been quite cinematic anyway. The likes of, uh, obviously, PT, you know, Metal Gear, Sol- Metal Gear Solid series. And you've got uh, Death Stranding as well. Uh, what do you think of Kojima Productions expanding in this way? Honestly, that's where I assume they were going to begin with. I mean, if you look, especially at Death Stranding, it's very obvious. He just wants to make movies and he's using video games to make movies. And so now he's just being more direct about it. Yeah, yeah. Almost like sort of playable films in a way, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, any particular genre or type of film you'd like to see from Kojima? Uh, I'd like it more sci-fi-ish than horror, but that's just because I'm not the biggest horror fan. Um, I don't dislike them. I'm, I, I never say that it shouldn't exist, but I've just never really enjoyed it. So, mm. Yeah. How about the, like... Because Metal Gear is like sort of special ops type of missions with obviously the Kojima twist. Um, what about something in that kind of genre? Uh, I wouldn't hate it. I think it would have to be super dependent on uh, the casting and the story. Um, it's one of those things that you really kind of have to know a whole lot more about the product before you just go and say yes to it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've kind of just thought of a little bit of a loophole. You know how, at the moment, Konami doesn't really want anybody else working on, you know, Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hill and everything. And obviously, they're not going to get Kojima back, and Kojima's not probably going to go over there. And there's been there's been talk of them licensing those IP to different studios to work on stuff. If you've got Kojima Productions expanding into films, and there's the rumored Metal Gear Solid film. I wonder if Kojima could Kojima Productions could be involved in that. I mean, the ideal scenario for me, because um, obviously, if if Kojima was the director of that film, that would make a lot of sense. But I think you at least need him as like an executive producer, because I don't, I don't think I just don't think you can really do a Metal Gear Solid story without 
Kojima's mind behind it. Um, and we saw the attempt at that. It was called Metal Gear Survive. And it didn't really work. Um, but then again, if it is like, you know, th- there might be the block again of if that involved... If that involved Konami letting Kojima Productions make a Metal Gear film, you've still got the same problem there. So do you think that that would work or do you think you'd still have the same issue, I guess? Uh, that's one of those things that you're going to have a lot of issues with creative control. Yeah. Um, depending on what they allow or don't allow. So honestly, I think it would be better if they didn't have any input. So just so they can let him his thing and the way he's done his thing so mm-hmm. yeah so we shall see uh but yeah we'll see what kojima productions comes out with this was only announced like a few days ago so uh don't expect too much from it yet uh, there's also still those rumors of like him doing a, an xbox game that could be true uh who knows but I'm, I'm looking forward to whatever kojima productions announces next uh, this next one is quite a short thing. I just thought it was actually quite funny. Um, Skyrim patch incoming. Uh, Skyrim patch incoming fixes black screen bug and other tech issues on PS5 and PS4. So Skyrim came out, was it the 11-11-11 date? Mm-hmm. So this game has been out for 10 years. And obviously it's on like everything. Um, I just thought it was interesting that, I mean, it makes a little bit of sense because of the, like, Skyrim being on PS5 now, and maybe there would be some, some issues with that new ver- that newer version of the game. But this says PS5 and PS4. It's been on PS4 for a long, long time. Um, I just think it's funny that a game as old as Skyrim is getting patches, uh, on, on certain platforms. It makes a some, somewhat amount of a sense on PS5. Um... I'd assume that would maybe be the same for Xbox Series X, that that version, because those are like the newer next-gen versions. Whether there's any actual difference with them or if they're just, I don't know, the same game ported to that system. Um, Because you don't really hear about games that are this old getting patches for for things. (laughs) But what, what do you think of Skyrim getting a patch? Well, they sold a new version of it, so yeah, it has to get a patch. Yeah. Of some yeah. kind. Right. Um, but what do you think about like that? Because the PS4 version is included here. Well, I, I, I'm like 80% remembering this, so I might be a little bit wrong, but I vaguely remember back in the PS3 era, there was a lot of problems with save files uh, for Skyrim. And I, if I'm remembering it right, it's because at some point the file size got too big and then became corrupted. Um, and it's entirely possible that that bad code, while eventually patched out, might have reemerged when it came out for the newer version. Um, and I don't know that for sure. That's just strictly speculation in that they are specifically saying PlayStation and not Microsoft. Um, and it's not like Bethesda won't reuse code. I mean, hell, they copy-pasted the code from Skyrim for Fallout 76 um, for some of the enemy movements. So it's possible that just an old bug that they thought got squashed just came back up, yeah, and, and redid something in a different way. So, mm-hmm. it's possible. It's possible. So, uh, on to the next thing that we've got. Uh, where did my screenshot for this actually go? 
it's to do with Star Wars Battlefront 3. Here we go. Uh, so this is from VGC Video Game Chronicle, who I keep actually referencing in the last month or so. They've been putting out some some good stuff. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront Battlefront 3 plans were reportedly rejected by EA. It has been claimed, um, and they've posted about that. Um, yeah, I thought at some point we would get a Battlefront Battlefront 3, and maybe that would be one of EA's last games for for Star Wars because they're I think they're trying to let that contract run down, and then like we know that. Uh, I think Ubisoft is making a Star Wars game and we've got some other companies making Star Wars games because they've taken a different approach D- D- Disney's taken a different approach with Marvel because they've kind of had you know Avengers with Square Enix uh you've had um what's the name Insomniac with Spider-Man and Wolverine then you had like Midnight Suns as a different developer uh Guardians was well still Square Enix but it was uh, uh Eidos Montreal so they've taken a, a different approach which has kind of worked um, do you think this is true? Do you think there there was plans for a Battlefront three? Do you think it's been cancelled? What do you think is maybe going on with a third edition of that game? I don't doubt that there was at least some alpha level plans of doing a third one because you don't make a second one, despite its bad reception, its obvious pay to win mechanics, and how badly it bombed with the fans. Even when you're halfway through making the two you start thinking about three. How far along those plans are, doubt we'll ever know, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was, if nothing else, just spec sheets, drops for ideas for, like, maps and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, I mean, what could, what would you do with a Battlefront 3? Because they did add, like, Ray, they added Palpatine, they added like a lot of character like Darth Maul, they added a lot of playable characters to that game. Uh, I think they added Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian. I can't quite remember if if they got that far. Um if like I mean Mandal- they're they're doing a a relaunch of Knights of the Old Republic, so you could introduce any of those characters. Yeah, yeah, you could do that as well. Uh you could put some of the Bad Batch characters in there. You could put Ahsoka. Clone Wars characters. Clone Wars. Yep. You could do some of those. Uh, you've got the... Um, the Bo- Boba Fett was already in there, wasn't he? I was, I was thinking of the uh, the book of Boba Fett that's coming out next month, but I think he was already in the game. Um, yeah, maybe you're doing a third game with, like, new modes or, like, the same roster of characters, but a few newer ones. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they would do, but apparently it's been uh, rejected. It doesn't say cancelled. It just says that their their pitch was sort of rejected. So uh, we shall see. We shall see. Obviously, we've got the Battlefront uh, game that's come out. So, sorry, Battlefield game that's come out with 2042. So that's what they've got at the moment. Um, but yeah, that's that at the moment for uh, Star Wars Battlefront 3. But I suspect the next... Um, because what have they got coming up for Star Wars with, with EA? They've got... Because Knights of the Old Republic isn't... Is that EA? That's not an EA game, is it? I no. That's somebody else, yeah. Um, Fallen Order 2, which hasn't been officially announced yet, but I think that will probably happen. Um, but at some point, I do feel like EA is going to make a last game with Star Wars, and then Disney will try to sort of separate themselves. Like, that, I think... I think that contract runs out in like 2023, isn't it? Or 2022. 
So, yeah, there's probably like a room for one or two more Star Wars games uh, within that time. So, we shall see. Uh, so that's pretty much that. Um, I did write down here Battlefield 2042 is even worse than I discussed, but I don't think I actually had a uh, particular news piece for that. So, uh, what I recommend people to do is go to uh, Yong Yi's YouTube channel. Uh, he went on like Reddit and stuff and found people. They they listed a bunch of things that were literally not in the game or things that just weren't working. So I'd I'd recommend going and watching that. If you want more of a ranty comedic type of video then angry joe's got a, a video for it which is which is kind of funny uh so i i watched that uh but yeah there's nothing more to discuss with that if you want my thoughts on the the battlefield 2042 stuff there's the episode that i mentioned as well so you can go and look at that uh what have you got to talk about this week robert uh, i got a few things first up uh tencent the world's largest company that buys up other gaming companies uh, bought up a little bit of another company. Uh, today it was announced that uh, they're acquiring a minority stake in Playtonix. Uh, the game the most recently came out with uh, um, Ukulele. You would remember that. According to the article that I found, uh, Playtonix founder Gavin Price said, six years ago we built a cool exciting rocket ship, set a course, and we think it's right and exciting. We are thrilled that Tencent agrees with that course and has provided some rocket fuel to further reach the further reach of our mission. Uh, specifics of the deal, including what percentage of Platonic Tencent now owns, were not revealed, but the studio says that it will attain full creative control over its games. The investment will enable Platonics to become a multi-team developer with an emphasis on hiring talent from near and afar, improving their HQ, as well as looking into expanding into new locations. Tencent itself is a massive Chinese conglomerate founded in 1998 with interests refrained from online and tech services. Uh, to gamers, though, it's known primarily for its investment in multiple major video game developers and publishers. It owns Riot Games outright and holds stakes in Epic Games, 40%, Ubisoft, 5%, Activision Blizzard, 5%, and Paradox, 5%. And several more. Uh, we've talked about Tencent repeatedly on the podcast. Any thoughts? Yeah, this is bad. This is this is very bad. Um, now I'm not as educated on this as uh, Colin Moriarty is. He's mentioned it a lot of times on his podcast because it's a it's a, Tencent's a company that needs. I'd say more attention, but more more attention for the bad things that they're doing. I don't mean more attention in terms of, hey, everybody, pay attention to what they're doing. I'm just talking about in terms of more awareness, I suppose, is the better word to use. Um, so Platonic, yeah, they're the ukulele developers. So, uh, yeah, sorry to any ukulele fans that we've got there listening, because this is bad news for you. Um, that doesn't mean you won't get another ukulele game. It just means that it's going to have... Uh, these people attached to it which is not good um that doesn't mean the next game is going to be bad that that might not mean that it just means that you've got something investing in that company that's not good either uh i mean like you said you know they've got the attachment to uh activision blizzard and i do play quite a few activision games you know my crash bandicoot stuff call of duty th those sorts of things uh so but it doesn't like really affect those games currently it's just bad for those 
companies they're involved in. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's not good. It's not good. And I don't know if something's going to get done about it really. I mean, you know, even outside of video game things, there's a lot of bad stuff happening in China um, that we don't need to get into all of it here because there's, there's almost just too many bad things to mention. Yeah, uh, which um, the, for me, I love the irony is that, um, you know, we've had so much drama with Activision Blizzard this year, and that's like minor league stuff compared to what some of the stuff that goes on over there. Yeah, it, it kind of is. I, I know, obviously, I, I know what you mean, because, you know, there is a lot of, um, there is a big severity, a lot of serious things that are happening with the Activision Blizzard stuff. We're not trying to dismiss that. I guess what we're saying is there's some even worse things happening in uh, in China, uh, particularly to uh, animals and, and things like that. So, but but both situations are bad. One's just slightly worse than than, than the other situation. Um, and we do have we, we have an email in a bit about the Activision stuff, so we'll, we'll talk about that later. I mean, we did three podcasts on the Activision Blizzard thing. Not the whole podcast, just we had like the part one, two, and three of everything that came out. Uh, but um, yeah. You know, it's, I mean, you know, we have to balance what we talk about on these, these podcasts. We talked about the fun of the, the multiverses game and how excited I am for that. But these issues still need to be addressed as well. So we try to balance these things. Um, but unfortunately, there's not a whole lot that me and Robert can do about these sorts of things. And I mean, some people would say like, yeah, Matt, you can stop buying crash games and you can stop buying Call of Duty games but then it's I, i've argued the case against that before because then all you're doing is hurting the developers that have put in hours and hours and hours into developing those games um and yeah you know if i stop buying cod i mean i haven't bought a cod game for two years anyway but um if i stopped by if i didn't buy the next crash game or didn't buy the next modern warfare game sure i'm not putting mess- money then into the uh ceo's pockets but then i'm also not putting the money into the developers pockets so it's a it's a double-edged sword but uh yeah it's this this kind of um china stuff and obviously what's happening with somewhat what's happening with the activision blizzard stuff is also down to higher-ups you know as well like you know certain governments that are involved in this and maybe they're not doing enough or you know, people to investigate these situations uh, need to look into those a bit more. But I suppose, I suppose, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. I suppose the problem with today's day and age, we're trying trying to fix problems, is we seem to live in a day and age where there's a new crisis every day. You know, whether it's COVID, whether it's racism, whether it's petrol shortages, whether it's Chinese involvements with things, whether it's uh, protests, whether it's people getting shot, people getting stabbed. Um, there's a lot going on in the world at the moment and we can't quite control it all uh, and we just have to see what can be done about these things so I know I kind of went off in a tangent there but uh, well it's not like I is, haven't gone off of a hundred tangents before yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's, a, it's a complicated bigger world kind of issue obviously in this circumstance it ties more into um, you know obviously platonic in this situation so the best we can kind of do is hope for the best and hope that people that are higher up do things about these uh situations so but china's a uh a big ugly beast to deal with so yeah there we go uh but what do you think of this situation 
Uh, I think it's you know it's one of those things that they gotta really kind of uh, dance around with a few things. Hopefully, you know things will improve, but you know you never know. Yeah, yeah, and you know as much it's it's one of them annoying life things where even if you fix one of the crises that I mentioned, there's still like four or five more. So yeah. But again, as I said, most of our listeners probably, because I don't know what all of our listeners do. Maybe some of them are government people. I've, I don't know every single person's name or, or job title that listens to these episodes. Because uh, some of them might be government people, some of them might not. Uh, but certainly in terms of some of you, and obviously myself and Robert, there isn't a whole lot we can do about these things. So, apart from, you know, talk about them and have an open, a more open discussion about these issues. So, yeah, uh... Anyway, let's move on from that kind of mess. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, let's move off of that mess that can't be fixed onto one that it can, and uh, most notably uh, game preservation. Axios Gaming Editor Stephen Totillo said that in his conversation with Xbox boss Phil Spencer that Microsoft is looking into any CMOS battery issues on Xbox hardware. Quote, the hardware team is hearing the message about our consoles should allow for the ongoing relationships between the player and the content that they own. So we hear the message and the teams are looking at things. Uh, this was actually part of a longer and much wider conversation they had around game preservation um, with Spencer supporting industry-wide emulation for older games. He says, quote, that seems like a great North Star for us as an interesting. Now, in terms of CMOS batteries, that conversation... Uh, gained prominence earlier this year when Sony announced it would be shutting down its PS3 and Vita digital storefronts. So kind of a, a Cliff Notes Entry 101, how the CMOS battery works, is that it powers the console's internal clock. So that when you start a game on it, the in current internal clock verifies the time and date on a remote server and then lets you play the game. In theory, if the online function of such a network such as the PlayStation Network or Xbox Live wasn't functioning, uh, then your console wouldn't be able to connect to it, thus rendering your game unplayable. Uh, it does appear that CMOS batteries in PS4 and PS5s had that functionality patched out, so that's not an issue for those consoles, apparently. Um, and hopefully Microsoft will follow suit on that soon. Um, so obviously this goes around to technically you don't own the games, you just lease them. And that becomes a thing um, when generations move on. And Microsoft has always been super backwards compatible, try to move as much as they can, get it to work. Sony's just like, buy it again. <laughs> and uh, we'll just have to see where this conversation goes from here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an awkward one. Um, obviously, you got, like you said, Microsoft, who's put in a lot of work into backwards backwards compatibility, uh, and obviously has fed that into Game Pass in quite a smart way. Um, and Sony's just uh, it's it's also an issue with you know obviously the cell processor with PS3, and it's an issue with uh, you know not not ha like the PlayStation Classics are a bit weird to access. Like, you can get them through PS3 and PS Vita, but you can't get them through PS4 or 5. Um, and then the PS3 is just this weird thing, obviously the cell processor, and what do we do about that? Uh, but then, as I kind of mentioned with the Star Wars game at the start of the show, 
Some games you can just port to a service and they'll be playable and they'll be fine. Other games really kind of do need some remasters, but then obviously it's it comes down to obviously the the business side of things where if a company decides to remaster something, then obviously you've got to have a development team on that. That costs time and money and resources. What if nobody wants that game? What if nobody cares about it? Um, or something goes wrong with the remaster and it doesn't work properly or, or something like that. But then if you have a team that is able to port a game to a new system, what if the ported version of that game is just old and not great? So, uh, but uh, you know, a lot, a lot of them wor- have worked well. Um, you know, I've I did a podcast praising the, uh, the basically the comeback of '90s games. You know, Oddworld, Crash, Spyro, Tony Hawk. You know, Final Fantasy, Medieval. You, you name it, it's been kind of done, apart from obviously a few games from that era. But uh, that's that's I and I that's kind of lucky for me because I I grew up with that era of games and I've been able to luckily in the last few years. Uh, revisit those on you know newer hardware which has been great but yeah it's uh it, it's uh there's there's fine lines with certain games i suppose and uh we'll just have to see what companies decide to do in the future so um anything else you want to say about this no i mean it's one of those things that it sounds like a simple idea but on the back end on the engineering probably a lot more complicated than we think um Plus, I'm not overly worried about it because, like I said before, Microsoft has shown a long and proud history of making sure you can own and play all the games that you've purchased as much as they can. Obviously, with like licensing issues for character licenses, uh, music, things like that, there's always going to be something that they can't do. Uh, but they definitely put the effort into it, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. So, All right, what else you got? Well, staying on games, earlier today, the uh, Games with Gold lineup for December was launched. As always, it's two Xbox One games and two 360 games. Uh, The first game up is The Escapist 2, which is about escaping a prison. Um, It's 16-bit, top-down, stylish for the graphics. Uh, You basically, quote, follow the rules, learn the routines, and discover the best ins and outs of each prison. Uh, The second game is a city builder. Uh, Tropical 5, uh, this has you on a tropical island um, in the realm, realm of like an El Presidente, and you're basically just building the city up uh, from a command control perspective. Probably the, the, the most slash least interesting game is called Orcs Must Die. It's basically a third-person tower defense game, which on a concept has never interested me, but the reason why I call it the least slash most is that if you look at the gameplay style, it's what Fortnite was supposed to be before Fortnite became Fortnite. And the final game is called In Twisted In Shadow Planet. Sorry, Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. It's a 2D action adventure game. You explore unique environments while attempting to reach the center of the mysterious Shadow Planet solving puzzles and defeating aliens along the way. So have you heard of any of these games? Any of these, you know, piquing your interest? Um, the last two I've never heard of before. Uh, Trop- I think it's a Tropico. Um, Tropico, yeah. Yeah, that's the building game I don't usually hear about because, of course, our friend and co-host, uh, David, who runs uh, Geek Town, 
is a big uh he's big into his um building games and stuff i think he jumped onto the second jurassic world uh building game recently that was one that came out uh but ones that i hear about usually are like the civilization games and things like well not not the tropico games basically so you know, there's, there's something maybe to be said about those. Um, escapists, I've seen some bits and pieces of gameplay. I know that there's a Walking Dead version, which I've been tempted to try out. Uh, but other than that, I don't have many opinions on the other games. Because the other two I've literally never heard of before. So, yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's an okay month. Um, I mean, two of the games are kind of worth checking out. I, yeah, I guess. it's not terrible. It's it's not as bad as what it has been, but like mm-hmm. you've got kind of a half decent month there. And what I literally mean by half is half of the games. Um so yeah. Uh that's that's games with gold. But again, we've had loads of discussions about like is Microsoft gonna change these or do something about it? But we've been having those discussions for about eighteen months. And not much, not, not nothing has, has has changed with games with gold. Every now and then they'll give you like a, a little nightmares one or something, but past that, not not really, not very much. So because they can't keep giving out Gears of War every month because they've already done that. Uh, plus, if you if you want to get like any first party Xbox games, that they want you to go to Game Pass. Um, because that's not sort of like a a, ro- a roll of the dice if it's going to be in one of the monthly selections because it's part of a bigger selection at game pass so yeah but um yeah there we go what do you what do you think of these yeah um like i said orcs must die is interesting in the sense that that was the direction that Fortnite was trying to go because there was really going to be a four-player co-op squad-based uh tower defense with endless horde mode waves of uh enemies and then they released that Battle Royale as a way to keep their company afloat making money. And then, of course, people bought $50 billion worth of skins. So the rest is history. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, outside of Tropico, which always has been a little campy, a little tongue-in-cheek with its dialogue and its graphics, that one I might check out, but that's about it. Okay, there we go. Uh, all right, what else do you want to talk about? Okay, well, from the uh, desk of Double face palm what the hell were you thinking you stupid bastard um marty o'donnell was forced by a court order to post an apology to all his social media platforms and order people to get rid of assets that he did not have the permission to distribute so for the full story in 2014 halo and destiny composer marty o'donnell was fired by bungie in order to return all assets relating to his work on destiny including Music of the Spheres, which was a musical prequel he created with Paul McCartney. O'Donnell was also told to give up his shares in Bunchy, but he won those in a later court date back in 2015. Uh, Legally prohibited from sharing or even performing music from Destiny and Music of the Spheres, O'Donnell nevertheless uploaded musical sketches and variations to YouTube and Bandcamp, which I'm not familiar with, including an album called Sketches, for music of the spheres this resulted in being found in contempt of court in order to pay bungie one hundred thousand dollars in legal fees he was also told to quote post a message the wording of which the parties agree to 
meaning the lawyers, on his Twitter, YouTube, Bandcamp, and SoundCloud channels, stating that, quote, he did not have any legal authority to provide, possess, or provide materials related to music of the spheres or destiny, and asking anyone who previously downloaded such assets to delete them and refrain from sharing and destroying any physical copies burned to media of the songs. Uh, this message has now gone live, and it O'Donnell says, I do not have and have not had since April 2014 the legal authority to possess or distribute non-commercially available material related to Destiny or Music of the Spheres, including material I composed or created while working for Bungie. This material is owned by Bungie. If you possess any of these assets on a website or other publicly available platform, you should remove the content immediately. If you have copies of these assets, you should refrain from sharing and destroying any physical copies. So, again, what the hell were you thinking? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, some people aren't careful legally with, with certain things, are they? So... Hundred thousand dollars is a lot. Um, obviously talking about like, you know, assets from some pretty big games and everything. Uh but yeah, pretty pretty stupid. Pretty stupid. So uh what do you think of the situation? Uh it's really stupid. I mean, if it if he had said if he'd like had his lawyers contact their lawyers and say, Okay, I'm not gonna do this but I want to do this to try to get myself back out there. Is this allowed? And they came back and said, no, at least there would be that. But he's just like, duh, 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 I'm going to do it. Duh, 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 whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So not great. Not great. What did you say this person's name was again? Uh, O'Donnell. Okay. Marty O'Donnell. Marty O'Donnell. All right. Cool. We'll see what, uh, what goes on with that. Um, all right, what else did you want to talk about? Well, shockingly, although we're getting to the end of the year, so maybe the craziest are just piling up, we have yet another story from the double facepalm, what the hell were you thinking, department. Um, so the original story was the 17th, uh, Streamlab, Streamlabs, which anybody who's done anything on Twitch at least has heard the name, announced the release of Streamlabs Studios. A new product that brings web-based Twitch streaming to Xbox and uses cloud capture to prove the need for a capture card. The problem it blatantly, blatantly copies um, from rival companies. Uh, top streamers have chimed in, threatening to remove themselves from association from the other services. Uh, from a lot of the visuals, they stole a good chunk of it from Lightstream, which is owned by Microsoft. And you never want to get into a lawyer war to begin with, but you really don't want to get into a lawyer war with a company like Microsoft that has practically endless amounts of money to beat you to death with. Uh, the company's Twitter account, Lightstreams that is, actually showed a picture of a website of their site and the website for Streamlabs with the meme, hey, can I copy your homework? And if you just go on Lightstream's uh, Twitter page, you can uh, – um, it's a pinned tweet, so you can find it fairly easily. And you look at the, look at the two. The layouts are the same. The layers are the same. The fonts are, are, the, are the same. 
And Lightstreams, which has been up for about two, three years. I remember Lightstream but I, back when Mixer was still, you know, not even started yet. But if you go to Lightstream's page, it says, level up your Xbox and PlayStation streams. And on the Streamlab page, before they took it down, it said, level up your console streams. So they're not even trying. Um, they have since updated. And the update came the day after because of the tsunami-level shitstorm that dropped down on them. Uh, they posted a notice saying um, they will be taking immediate action... And this is the funny thing, to remove OBS from our names, because Streamlabs OBS is a built on top of the OBS open source platform, and they tried to co-opt that as well. And not even subtly, they spent a crap ton of money to search engines, so that when you search OBS, Streamlabs comes up first. What the hell were you thinking? Yeah. Several YouTubers have done way more extensive dives into this, and this being plain text, it's hard to show just how blatantly obvious it is. Uh, one channel that I've talked about several times on the podcast, uh, Streamers Reloaded, they do a really good deep dive into this, so I would highly recommend that link. Um, when you post the podcast on the Facebook page, underneath that I'll post a link to that video, so if you really want to see how just, blatant this is i mean not not even funny blatant just sad um the other meme that they should have posted but they didn't is that little clip from uh simpsons where it's ralph on the bus going i'm in danger because yeah they're gonna get the crap suit out of them (laughs) yeah i've I've seen that meme for a lot of funny stuff so yeah um i saw it for something football related the other day but i can't remember what it was now so never mind uh yeah, one of the the biggest uh cause I I didn't see if Bex was affected by this. I didn't I can't remember if she posted about this, but I did see um Kadikaris, she... who's who's the other yeah. uh sorry, what was you gonna say? Oh I said she's actually been under the weather the last couple of days and she ran late with uh uh the events she was at over the weekend, so she didn't stream today and I don't think she streamed yesterday either. Okay, okay. I'll give her a message, see if she's if she's doing alright. Um, yeah, but what was I can't remember if she if she's mentioned before if she uses OBS or Streamlabs. I'm I'm not really sure, but obviously she's somebody that uh, that I follow. I checked out some of her uh, Tomb Raider videos; those are very very good. So, uh, or the the, the archive streams for, for those. Um, but one of the other people that I follow, uh, obviously Kadikaris, He, um, boy, he's had some. He's he's you know. He's had one of the biggest fights with tech issues that I've ever seen. I've never seen anybody have that many issues with with tech. He's done a a whole video on it. Um, I think it was in January this year. It was just called "I'm Sorry." I think a bit when he was, yeah, he was trying to get himself a new PC to do certain things, and it went very wrong. But none of it was really like his fault. He's done a whole video on it, but uh, he came back streaming. I think it was last week, and he's like, "Hey, I'm back. I got a new layout." He posted like a teaser of his new layout, and he he brought his camera back, and all that stuff was great. And uh, he'd finished. Cause I I let him, well, not let him. I um didn't watch his Ratchet and Clank streams because obviously I didn't want to be spoiled on the game. So I sort of waited until he finished all those, 
And then he went back to uh, Rayman Redemption, which I am still planning to play, but that's not really like a spoiler-heavy specific game. So I'm going to watch him play it, and I'm going to I'm going to play it myself later as well. And because he'd done three parts of it, and he had to like drop off from playing it because obviously he had all the tech issues. He came back, and he did two parts. I've actually got the fifth video to to watch because he streams for, for quite a while. And then uh, in the fourth and the fifth video, so those were the two comeback ones, he mentioned he was having problems with his monitor. It, the screen kept going black and his monitor is where he's got everybody's chat and all the bits that people donate and all that kind of stuff. So he, he read, reads things off of that and uh, he was like, oh, tomorrow I'm going to get a new monitor. And then he he went to get a new monitor because uh, like the keyboards had, had frayed itself or something so that happened and then he's like hey everyone I got a, I'm getting a new monitor tomorrow I'll be back like in in a few days once I've set it all up and I'll will continue Rayman Redemption then he went to stream his his next thing and then he said hey I found out about all the Streamlab stuff long story short I'm going to switch over to OBS try work all that out so I'll be back again later at a certain point because he's got to work out obviously the different operating system so there's probably some tech stuff that he's got to work out and obviously all the different like emotes and bits and cheers and stuff that he's got he's probably got to figure all that out so he's like hey sorry no can't stream not gonna be involved with the streamlabs thing want to switch over to obs so he's gonna take some time to, to figure that out so yeah just more tech stuff thrown his way with like the the streamlabs thing and the uh the monitor issue uh so it delayed it delayed some of his streams um as well so yeah uh it's it's a bit of a mess and i've seen other people um there's some other people that i follow on twitter that do different streams and they said that they're gonna try and move away from uh stream labs so yeah uh luckily for my part when i do my thursday uh pet streams that's just straight off of the playstation i i literally press like all, all these people have all these complicated setups and they've got cameras and all this kind of stuff and I literally I turn on the game, I hold the share button, press broadcast, I press twitch, I fill out the information so what it's gonna be and the hashtags for Twitter and all that sort of stuff and then I just press start and then I go over to my Twitch app on my phone so I can keep an eye on the actual stream and if anybody chats and joins in and that's pretty much as complicated as my streams get which obviously is quite basic at the moment but it's it's mainly just trying to have fun on the streams and trying to just get people in and stuff so which has been a little bit more more successful I, I do think it was quite helpful both for myself and for probably the audience to actually have a, a small schedule which I kind of needed to just rethink how that was going to work so yeah but it, it I, I seem to have gotten a few more people in which is well that's good so and i'm i'm actually like you know looking forward to doing that and i'm excited to do it and everything so yeah uh anyway anything else you want to say on this yeah i just checked uh bex's instagram page she uh did get back late from london from twitch london con uh so she didn't stream sunday uh she did unboxing on monday and then uh monday night uh, according to her post a shell fell down at 3 a.m. and all the relating books I have to help me sleep fell on me. Irony. Oh. Um, so she took a break from streaming today. Right, that's understandable. Yeah. So, all right, but uh, that's all the Twitch stuff. Um, and that's all I have. Cool, cool. All right, let's move on to if my mouse wants to work. I really need to get a new mouse. I keep mentioning that on podcasts, but 
um yeah i think that would be the time to do it pretty much i don't know if it translates over to the uk but pretty much anything is going to be on sale for the next few days here in the u.s so i would at least start looking and pricing yeah yeah i think i've got a spare one in my room that i might try i was actually looking for it this morning but then i ran out of time so anyway uh just because i go to scroll down and like i don't know what it is about this it's not a problem with the actual mouse it's the 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 wheel the, the scrolling wheel and it seems to just flick the page back up so like when we're doing our walking dead recaps and i'm like hey this happened and then this happened and i scroll down and then it flicks up and then i lose where i'm at so anyway uh harrison writes in and says i guess matt got what he asked for again because previously i think he referenced um the marvel amy henning game which is cool uh a dc slash warner brothers type fighter um yeah i mean look it's a case where i i I don't know if it's a mix to a mix of me getting luck with like this game announced and the amy henning marvel thing and those those kinds of things but these are big companies that i'm talking about when i'm talking about warner brothers slash dc and disney slash marvel slash star wars um there's money to, there's lots of money to be made and it makes sense that within the last couple of years we've had like we've had the spider-man games we've had all the batman games we've had obviously the avengers game we've had uh some other games as well like the injustice games that have come out some of the other star wars games that have been good <clears throat> like the uh, the vader immortal um yeah i i, I just think that because other than all the tv series and films that we get from these those two particular companies there's a lot of money to be made in the gaming department as well, so I think it makes sense that they've started ramping up uh, some uh, video game developments. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, is there any particular company that you want sort of more games from or uh, anything like that? Uh, not really, off the top of my head. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kaylee finishes off and says, uh, "Did you see the Xbox? This is the uh, the Activision Blizzard thing." Did you see that Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo are all going after that Activision slash Blizzard guy? Uh, I think it's Bob. No, it's not Bob. Kotek. Co- Co- is it Bob? I think it may be like Robert Kotek. Yeah. I that... honestly don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, but it's that, that Co- Kotek guy. Um, yeah, he's been kind of exposed a lot this week for just more things that have been going on. And I heard a few. I heard a few little tidbits about some of the lawsuit cases and he's tried to sort of just brush things off and i i even heard i don't know if this was like true but i heard that like somebody tried to shred like documented evidence of something which sounds crazy um but they're trying to obviously get away with things because what's happened is very very severe um but yeah it seems like sooner or later this guy's probably gonna get uh, fired or lo- lose his job in some way shape or form i don't know how that works for like a ceo but you can obviously get rid of those people uh because it, it's, it's kind of happened before but yeah i think i think it's good you know that the three big companies um not, not necessarily not necessarily united because it didn't come together and say this but they all sort of like posted about uh this this bad stuff at activision blizzard so um it's it's i mean it's good that these things are uh are happening in terms of pe- companies trying to fight back against this guy and and what's happened um but uh we'll, we'll have to see just how long this process sort of takes and everything um what, what do you think of the situation uh yeah i mean obviously it's a terrible situation 
Um, I don't really have much to say on the legal front of it because I don't know the legal thing. Um, yeah, so I just don't, I don't really have anything I can say on it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, hopefully once this guy gets removed, uh, I don't know how long that might take. You know, obviously legal proceedings can be complicated and that kind of stuff can happen. But uh, hopefully he can get removed. Whatever's best for the situation can happen, hopefully, or some level of that. And, uh, you know, we can uh, hopefully move on in, in the best way possible in the future. So, there we go. Um, but that's everything we got for you for this week. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. If you would like to, I usually mention it before I read the things out. But if you'd like to write in with your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, uh, who would you like to see added to this Warner Brothers uh, multiverses game? Which characters would you like to see added? Uh, and what do you think of the Activision Blizzard situation? And everything else that we mentioned as well. Uh, you can write in Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes a couple of simpler ways to, to write in if you're looking on the website version for this post you can scroll down a little bit there'll be a big email box you can write in your email and your name uh in there uh sorry your e email and your message not, not just your name because if you don't have a message it won't work your email and your message so that you can tell us what you want to say press the send button and it gets sent in to us that way uh, you can also copy and paste or click on the email name and you can use that option as well. Obviously that's listed in your show notes. So uh, take a pick of what you'd like to do. Uh, that's it for us. Um, Robert, thanks for joining me for another episode. Um, in the meantime, you can find everything, everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, TV, video games, films and Manchester United podcasts. So take a look out for all those episodes as well. Obviously, there's been a lot of United Cast episodes, a lot of things happening, so uh, take a look at those things. EntertainmentTalk.org, and you can also find us as well on your favourite podcast platform for all those different things. Uh, if you want to support Entertainment Talk and all the all the uh, different work that we do here, you can either just listen to more episodes that we've got, you can find them on the two places I just mentioned. Uh, you can use word of mouth and social media, let other people know about our content uh, through those two different methods. Uh, so you can share them around on social media. You can just let people know about what we do and where they can find it. So you can do that as well. You can also, if you'd like to, support us on Patreon. Uh, $1, $3 level tiers. Uh, I need to um, let you know something about that after we finish recording as well. Uh, which is good. Uh, yeah, $1, $3 level tiers. Add free podcast review options. Take a look at those things as well. Uh, for your TV and your film news, David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk. And Geek Town Radio, uh, the new episode for this week, which they come out on Tuesdays, that is available to be listened to, so you can have a look at that as well. Uh, speaking of Bex, you can find her over on Twitch, Trista Bytes, Trista, B Y T E S. Go and give her a follow over there for all of her video game streams. You can find me on Twitch as well, eTalk UK, for my different gaming streams. Uh, Pez 2020 Coach Mode, Thursdays, 11.45 p.m. GMT. Uh, just follow Twitch, eTalk UK, for our, uh, on our profile on there, and you'll be notified when you go live. If you've missed the first two episodes, which I'd recommend you go and watch, uh, you can find those on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays, for all those different, uh, for all those different uh, streams as well. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.